Millions of professing Christians believe they will go to heaven when they die and experience eternal retirement. And yet the Savior of the world stated a very different future for faithful Christians in his Sermon on the Mount. He stated in Matthew 5, 5, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Will you go to heaven or will you inherit the earth? On today's program, we'll discuss that vital question and the answer from your Bible will surprise you. We'll also be offering you an inspiring free study guide that answers in depth the question, what happens when you die? Be sure to write down the contact information to order your free copy. The question of life after death is one of the most controversial questions in the world. But your Bible gives plain answers to those questions. There is really good news for the future of faithful Christians and great hope for those considered spiritually lost. You need to know the truth from your own Bible. You need to know your potential future and where it will be. In heaven, hell, or on a glorious and restored earth. Stay tuned. One of the most fundamental questions of life is, what happens when you die? Will you go to heaven or will you go to hell? Or will you simply remain dead in the grave until the resurrection? Pew Research surveyed Americans on their belief in heaven or hell. Quote, nearly three quarters of U.S. adults say they believe in heaven. Roughly a quarter of all U.S. adults, 26%, say that they do not believe in heaven or hell including 7% who say they do believe in some kind of afterlife and 17% who do not believe in any afterlife at all, end of quote. My friends, what is the truth? Your Bible gives solid answers to the questions of life and death. What does the Bible say about the afterlife? How does it answer the question, will you go to heaven or will you inherit the earth? On today's program, we'll discuss the Bible's answer to that question and we'll be offering you an inspiring free study guide titled, What Happens When You Die? Be sure to write down the contact information on your screen to order your free copy. Jesus taught us to pray, Your kingdom come, in Matthew 6 and verse 10. My friends, why do we pray every day, Your kingdom come? Because the world is suffering from the sins of mankind. In the 20th century, we experienced World War I and World War II. Millions also suffered from wars in Korea, Vietnam, Cambodia, the Middle East, and other regions around the world. Right now in the 21st century, according to the Council on Foreign Relations Conflict Tracker, more than two dozen civil war-type conflicts are raging around the world on five of the seven continents. Modern warfare from the two Gulf Wars in the Middle East to the recent clashes in Ukraine uses the latest military technology with smart bombs, guided missiles, and space communications. Jesus said that there would be great tribulation, and he said, unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. That's in Matthew 24, verse 22. But Christ will intervene at his second coming. We pray for God's kingdom to come to stop mankind's warlike nature. Current military trends, unless God intervenes, will eventually lead to total annihilation or cosmocide. Thankfully, God has a plan to save mankind. That plan includes an awesome future for faithful Christians. And where will that future take place? 
Where will faithful Christians be? In heaven or on earth? Turn in your Bible to Revelation chapter 5 and verse 10. And have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign. Where? On the earth. What an awe-inspiring verse. Notice two points. One, faithful Christians are called to become kings and priests. They will assist the king of kings in ushering lasting peace. And where will they reign? In heaven? No, on earth. We shall reign on the earth. Yes, my friends, the meek shall inherit the earth. The kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God will reign on earth. That's why we pray, your kingdom come. If you have your Bible, turn to one of the most basic scriptures in the New Testament, Matthew, the fifth chapter, what is often called the Sermon on the Mount. Be sure to carefully read all three chapters, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Let's read Matthew 5, verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Notice, did Jesus say the poor in spirit would go to heaven for eternity, while the meek would inherit the earth? No. What Jesus did say was that the poor in spirit will be blessed with the kingdom of heaven. Let's understand, my friends, the kingdom of heaven is coming to earth when Christ returns. That is when the saved inherit the kingdom. That's the time when Christ will tell his faithful servants, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That's in Matthew 25, verse 34. The King of Kings will rule planet Earth, and all nations will come up to Jerusalem to learn the way to peace. Notice inspiring prophecy in Zechariah, the 14th chapter. The whole earth will learn to observe the same biblical festivals that Jesus and the apostles observed. Zechariah 14 and verse 16. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Yes, my friends, every nation on earth will worship the King. And when will that take place? And when will faithful dead Christians inherit the kingdom? The great resurrection of faithful Christians takes place at Christ's return, as it tells us in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 and 17. My friends, I hope that most of you will desire to seek that promise of life after death. The greatest goal of a Christian is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, as Jesus stated in Matthew 6, verse 33. Yes, there is life after death, but not until you are resurrected. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 5. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. My friends, when you die, you remain dead until one of the general resurrections. You need to study this in your own Bible. To help you understand your future after death, this comprehensive plain language free booklet will give you understanding, encouragement, hope, and inspiration. It's titled, What Happens When You Die? This free booklet will give you hope right from your own Bible for your future and the future of your deceased loved ones. This is vital information you need. Request your free inspiring booklet, What Happens When You Die? 
Just call the number on your screen or order from our website, twtv.org death. Call now. For today's free offer, call 1-800-236-0531 or go to twtv.org death. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. If you're calling for the first time, you will also receive a free annual subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, 10 inspiring issues discussing news, science, and modern culture will help you make sense of your world from a biblical perspective. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to tomorrow's world for truth, prophecy, and hope in these confusing times. Call now or go to twtv.org death. In the first part of our program, we saw that the kingdom of God, also called the kingdom of heaven, will come to earth when Jesus the Savior returns. Yes, the meek shall inherit the earth, as he said. Jesus Christ will rule all nations as King of kings and Lord of lords. Faithful Christians will assist him ruling over the nations. My friends, God is calling many individuals to serve him in his work, to prepare to serve in his coming kingdom as kings and priests. Let's read that in Revelation 20 and verse 6. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. There are many scriptures in your Bible describing Christ's world-ruling kingdom. Turn to Daniel, the seventh chapter. The setting here in Daniel 7 is end-time prophecy. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Yes, the saints, all faithful Christians, will rule with Jesus Christ when he returns. A kingdom can be described with four basic elements. A kingdom has a ruler, territory, subjects, and laws. The ruler of the kingdom of God on earth will be Jesus Christ as King of Kings, and the glorified saints of God will assist him as kings and priests. But what territory will the kingdom rule over? The territory of the kingdom will be planet Earth. We've already seen that the saints will rule on the Earth, Revelation 5, verse 10 and that all nations will go up to Jerusalem to worship the king and to observe the Feast of Tabernacles, Zechariah 14 and verse 16. But where will the king of kings rule? And where will he dwell? Turn in your Bible to Zechariah 8 and verse 3. Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Jesus Christ will dwell in Jerusalem. He says, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. In fact, the city will have another name. The very last verse in the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel 48 verse 35 states, the name of the city from that day shall be, the Lord is there. The name of the city in Hebrew is Yahweh Shammah. The territory of God's kingdom when Christ returns will be planet Earth. And who will be the subjects of that kingdom? All the nations of planet Earth will be subjects in that kingdom. 
as it tells us in Zechariah 14 and verse 9, and the Lord shall be king over all the earth. The subjects living under the rulership of Christ will be physical human beings, the nations of planet earth. Again, consider that a kingdom has four basic elements. A kingdom has a ruler, territory, subjects, and laws. Now, what laws will govern in the kingdom? The prophet Isaiah gives an inspiring vision of tomorrow's world, Isaiah 2 and verse 2. Now, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Yes, the kingdom of God will rule over all nations, Isaiah 2, verse 3. Many people shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Yes, God's laws will be taught and administered from Jerusalem, not man's often contradictory and unjust laws. Jesus taught us to keep the Ten Commandments. Remember Matthew 19, verse 17. Jesus said, But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Jesus then stated several of the Ten Commandments. He also magnified the commandments in the Sermon on the Mount. He actually made them more binding. We need to observe them in the spirit, not just in the letter. And what will God's government produce? Isaiah 2, verse 4. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. My friends, that is the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God. Yet how many professing Christians really understand? And when will you inherit the kingdom if you are a faithful Christian? Millions believe they go to the place of their reward when they die. But is that true? We'll answer that question in the next part of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you our inspiring study guide, What Happens When You Die? What happens to the billions of people who are non-Christian? What happens to your relatives whom you feel are lost forever? This study guide answers those questions from your Bible. There is hope for billions who have lived and died without hearing the gospel. They will have their first opportunity in the White Throne Judgment period described in Revelation 20, verses 11 through 13. Our inspiring free study guide, What Happens When You Die, will give you the biblical references and amazing truth which relatively few people on earth understand. So request your free copy. There's no obligation to request for money. It's free of charge and reveals the awesome truth of your Bible. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. Call now or go to twtv.org death. When you read the history of the true Christian church, what do you find? You see a major emphasis on seeking a resurrection from the dead. One example is the Apostle Paul's passionate desire of a future resurrection from the dead. Turn to Acts 23 in your Bible. The Apostle Paul was confronted by the Jerusalem Sanhedrin. And what did he say? Acts 23, verse 6. But when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, 
I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. Paul was being judged, yet he did not yet have immortal life. Let's understand, we do not already have immortality. It is a gift from God. Read Romans 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the King James Version. Notice that the scripture does not state the wages of sin is immortal life in hellfire. The wages of sin is not immortal life, but death, the absence of life. If you already have an immortal soul, if you already have eternal life, you don't need it as a gift from God. My friends, a soul can die. The prophet Ezekiel tells us in Ezekiel 18 and verse 4, the soul who sins shall die. The Hebrew word for soul is nephesh, which means physical or natural life. And the same word nephesh also refers to animal life in Genesis 1 verse 21. Now, what does the New Testament tell us about souls? Turn in your Bible to Matthew 10 and verse 28, where Jesus is speaking. Matthew 10 verse 28. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell or Gehenna fire. Do you believe your Bible? Do you believe what Jesus said? God is able to destroy, yes, destroy, both soul and body in Gehenna. Now, the Bible does teach us there is a human spirit, the spirit in man, mentioned in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11, for example. But it is not an immortal soul. There are many other scriptures that demonstrate that one does not have an immortal soul. As God inspired the prophet Ezekiel to state, the soul who sins shall die. Evangelist Gerald Weston explains the pagan origin of the immortal soul doctrine in his telecast, Do You Have an Immortal Soul? Just access the aspiring program on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. My friends, your Bible reveals three general resurrections from the dead of thousands, millions, and billions of people. The first resurrection is described in your Bible primarily in two chapters, 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4. Who will be in the first resurrection? Those who are faithful Christians. The Apostle John describes their future, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. This is the first resurrection. That's in Revelation 20, verses 4 and 5. The first resurrection from the dead is to immortal life. This is the resurrection that takes place when Christ returns. God will give faithful Christians the awesome gift of eternal immortal life at that time. Faithful saints and Christians who died are waiting in their graves for the first resurrection. But what will happen to the billions of humans who have died but never accepted Christianity? Are they burning in hell right now? No. Your Bible teaches that everyone who has died, with the exception of Jesus Christ, is still dead. Those people who never had their minds open to true Christianity will be in the white throne judgment. They will be in the second resurrection. This is a resurrection to a lifetime of judgment, and it's a resurrection to physical life. When will the second resurrection take place? Revelation 19 describes the second coming of Jesus Christ. He will not be alone when he comes back to this earth. Revelation 20 and verse 4. 
And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Then we read a parenthetical statement. But the rest of the dead, listen to this, did not live again until the thousand years were finished. If they did not live again for a thousand years, they remained dead all that time. Who are the rest of the dead? People still in their graves who are not in the first resurrection. And when does the second resurrection take place? When the thousand years are finished, as we read in Revelation 20, verse 5. Now turn to Revelation 20 and verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. This is the second resurrection, a resurrection to physical life, not immortal life. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Revelation 20, verses 11 and 12. The Greek word for books is biblia. The good news is that the books of the Bible will be open to the understanding of the masses for the first time. The book of life is finally open to those resurrected in the white throne judgment, as we see in Revelation 20 and verse 12. This will be their first opportunity to properly learn the truth. This is not a second chance, as some may like to call it. All human beings will be held accountable for their actions and thoughts. But this will be the first time for many to see their sins. They'll have the opportunity to repent of their sins and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. In the White Throne Judgment, billions will be resurrected to physical life for the first time and will have their minds open to the Bible and the awesome reality of God's truth. After all who have lived receive their opportunity for salvation, the unrepentant will be burned up forever, extinguished in the lake of fire. Our free booklet covers this subject in more detail than we have time for on this program. It's titled, What Happens When You Die? There's hope for some of your relatives and friends whom you maybe thought were lost forever. You need to understand God's plan of salvation and the white throne judgment. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free eye-opening booklet, What Happens When You Die? This free booklet will give you the biblical references for your study of the resurrections and the white throne judgment, a future time of salvation for billions of people now in their graves. You can order this free booklet on our website at twtv.org death or you can write to us one of our regional addresses. Call now. For today's free offer, call 1-800-236-0531 or go to twtv.org death. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. If you're calling for the first time, you will also receive a free annual subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, 10 inspiring issues discussing news, science, and modern culture will help you make sense of your world from a biblical perspective. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to Tomorrow's World for truth, prophecy, and hope 
in these confusing times. Call now or go to twtv.org death. As we've seen on today's program, God has an awesome plan for faithful Christians, and He also has a future resurrection for all who never had an opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. My friends, you should look forward to inheriting the earth, to inheriting salvation, as it states in Hebrews 1, verse 14, to inheriting eternal life, as it states in Matthew 19, verse 29, and to inherit all things, as it states in Revelation 21 and verse 7. We've also seen on today's program, no one is now suffering in a mythical, ever-burning hellfire. Everyone who has ever lived and died is still dead. They are totally unconscious and feel no passing of time. All who are dead will be resurrected to one of the three resurrections. My friends, have we seen the first resurrection takes place at Christ's second coming? That hasn't happened yet. Will you be in that resurrection? If you genuinely belong to Jesus Christ at that time, you will be in the first resurrection. It's called a better resurrection in Hebrews 11.35. Why? Because it's a resurrection to eternal life and immortality. Those who are in the first resurrection will become the bride of Christ. The parable of the ten virgins in Matthew 25 warns all of us to be ready for Christ's return and the marriage of the Lamb. Revelation 19 verse 7 shows that the true church of God, the wife of Christ, indeed has been faithful in her preparation for the coming kingdom of God. Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His wife has made herself ready. We asked at the beginning of the program, will you go to heaven? The Bible makes it very plain as we've seen that our eternal reward will be here on earth. But as shocking as it may be to some of you, when Christ returns to meet genuine Christians rising up to the clouds in the first resurrection, He takes them to the great wedding before the throne of God in heaven, Revelation 15 verses 1 and 2. They are there for a short period of time when the seven last plagues are poured out and return with Him on white horses to conquer the nations and inherit the earth. Our free study guide gives you more of the exciting details. Be sure to read the section on The Marriage of the Lamb starting on page 22. My friends, your Father in heaven loves you and wants you to be a part of His family. He will raise the dead in Christ to glory and immortality. And He plans for billions of spiritually blinded human beings to learn His way in the white throne judgment. All deceased human beings who have ever lived are still asleep in their graves, as it tells us in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 15. You can read more in our free inspiring booklet, What Happens When You Die. Your Bible reveals the encouraging truth of your future beyond death. Be sure to order your free copy. We invite you to join us every week on Tomorrow's World. In this world of growing chaos and confusion, you need the solid guidance that comes from your Bible. Gerald Weston, Wallace Smith, Rod McNair, and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ, the good news of the coming kingdom of God, and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. So be sure to join us again next week right here at this same time. 
For today's free offer, call 1-800-236-0531 or go to twtv.org death. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to tomorrow's world for truth, prophecy, and hope in these confusing times. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.